Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Chelsea, uh, and here we are again after another four uh, 0 was it win against Blackpool? Yep. Yes, another and, uh, safe and tidy result. This is uh, Gary Levy, um, extraordinaire filmmaker, and, Hello. and we've got another guest on the show tonight, uh, Jeff Young. He's um, the guitarist from American thrash metal band Megadeth. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> See, I told you we could get him. I'm speechless. I can say no more. Where's I your American it. accent? I don't know. Yeah, I lost it on the way from no, the bar. No, not really. Uh. Many consider him to be a superstar DJ. He's uh, been in the music business for years, done lots of record companies, been in radio, and he's a big, big, big Chelsea fan. Absolutely. Welcome to the show, mate. Thank you, chaps. Hiya, Jeff. Yeah, hi. So, talk about the game. Well, the game, as you know, was one of those... Uh, Another pre-season warm-up, I think, is what we could call it. Everybody else is calling it that, aren't they? I know, so we might as well, because I really don't care what they've got to there say. There are some facts. About there are um, some facts. I, I've really got my back up about this. Chelsea have had it easy. I'd just like to say the highest-placed team in the league that Arsenal have played is Blackpool. And Man U have played three of the bottom five, one of which is Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so, not true, you know what, is it? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not just us, is it, really? Well, it's not just us, but it does start next week, doesn't it? It does, really, yeah. But, yeah, yeah but I think, you know, not being funny, you can play all these smaller sides, supposedly, and what have you, but you've still got to beat them, you've got to win the points, you've got to score the goals, we've done all of that. There's Sunderland are a small side in comparison, aren't they? You yeah. Know? yeah, all that. 
Yeah, but they're much bigger than Arsenal in so many ways. Heart, <laughs> spirit, size, yeah. all those sort of things. Nearly goals. Nearly goals. And then a wonderful goal after about, oh, I don't know, 18 minutes of injury time. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. You were saying, Jeff, they did statistics about who's the biggest. And um, Yeah, I saw this talk- in the press this week. They, they uh, put out this league table. One of the papers did this thing. And they've compared the... Um, Average height and weight of every player in the Premier League teams. And guess what? Chelsea are top. They're the biggest players. They're the highest average weight. And guess who's bottom? Arsenal. Arsenal, You know, and and this is why we we outpower them. There's actually a good story about this. When we beat them in the Cup semi-final, I remember watching someone like Dizzy Rask or someone on Soccer AM. And he said he got a text from Michael Essien. And it was literally, sorry, mate, we were just too powerful for your team, you know. And that's it. That's what we well, do. Well, they can always get their own we back if they can beat well. us. They play great football, but we play great football. And yeah. if we want to mix it up, we can mix it up. And we've got the pace and the power. Yeah. And I let's think, see how it I goes. think at least now people are begrudgingly saying, well, you know what? This Chelsea team are quite good to watch. But yeah, yeah they're begrudgingly you know, doing take, it because yeah. they're saying, it's, oh, it's still pre season. Yeah. And we didn't have much of a pre season, did we? We nearly lost all our games. Yeah, but I also think that had a lot to do with the World Cup and. You know, we were getting players back, what, two weeks before the season started or something? Had Frank been at the club a week before the charity shield? Yeah, yeah Maybe mind two you, half tops, didn't because they even went to the World Cup, did they, when well, they were over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the French boys didn't anyway. <laughs> well, no, I mean, we can eat... We, we, yeah, you know, well, that's done us a favour as well, that 17-game or 28-million-game ban on an Elka, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Because he doesn't have to go back. And yeah. yeah he doesn't JT's have to been about. probably dropped forever now, and Frank's gone, so... Well, yeah, the country's out against... JT and Frank playing for England ever again. You know, we win two games uh, yeah, against poor opposition. Yeah, and um, everyone goes, yeah. oh, we, we don't look, need so them much now. better without yeah, them. We don't need them, you know. Well, we're good in um, qualifying, aren't we? Yeah, it's getting to the tournaments that yeah, sort yeah, of kill us. Yeah, we are. Because it's the end of the absolutely. season, yeah. usually. Yeah. And everybody's bollocks. Yeah, and yeah. then we get into the tournament and we either get knocked out in the quarters or the semis according to which tournament it is, you know. Nah, it's true. Half of the course. Anyway, I don't care. I don't care if any of the Chelsea players play internationals. It keeps them fresh because at this level you're paying, playing 60-odd games a season and that's a lot. Yeah. You know, and that's, that I think is, is quite a lot of games now, especially because I think players, it's kind of strange because players I think are fitter than they've ever been before, but I think because they're fitter, they also get more injuries, you know. And then there's this whole thing about the pitches are different these days and that supposedly these pitches that we see that are fantastic are actually really, really hard underneath the grass and are actually there's no give in them. That's why you see so many injuries. But I still think that there's a problem with boots. Well, now, this brings us on to jelly baby boots, does it? Jelly baby boots, indeed. Now, you'd probably like to explain jelly baby boots to everyone. Well, one of our players... Um What's his name again? <laughs> Solly Kalu. We always you? think he's, they, have a, they, they have a crash at Chelsea, and he, he gets put in the crash. And, you know, they let him out sometimes to play, and they give him jelly babies as boots. And as soon as he whacks a goal in, they're no good anymore. <laughs> and no one's got any others. <laughs> and they're bright yeah, yellow, yeah. aren't they? So he should swap a few about and see if there's any, any good black. ones. <laughs> no, yeah. It's true, you know, but... he. He is not very good in, in any boots, really, half the time. You know, he does miss a lot. He gets his first goal, and then he's all over the place. But I think there is quite an interesting issue about boots at the moment. There's a lot of discussion. Even Ferguson has said he's banned blade boots from Man U. Um, and there's this whole issue as to whether... Bless was, you. Was that someone sneezing? Yeah, or, it's or, the audience. Or was that farmyard animals? <laughs> yeah. But... but um, 
There is a problem with boots, I think, these days. You know, they've, they've developed all these amazing new boots, and I think this has to be put on the doorstep of an ex-Liverpool player in Craig Johnston, you know, and maybe he developed all these boots in the first place. This idea that you can, you can have them made specially for your feet. I remember when we had boots and you had to have them, you know, you had to wear them in for a few weeks. Adidas San Diego. And, oh, yeah, um, yeah. They were know. tough. I was a Puma man myself. I've, I've had Pumas as well. Yeah. But, you know, you used to have one pair, didn't you? Or two pairs or three if you played on AstroTurf, you know, um, moulded and um, studs. Yeah. But nowadays, you get more than one pair of boots. But you play more than one pair of boots, don't you? Yeah. I mean, don't you know uh, something about JT and his boot habits? Well, yeah, apparently, um, I'm told that JT took 45 pairs of boots to the World Cup. And um, he, he's like Imelda Marcos. Yeah, he is. He's the Imelda Marcos of boots. And uh, he warms up in a pair. He plays the first half in a pair and the second half in a pair. And this explains why after we beat Wigan, the last game of the season, he came out of the change room like Santa Claus with a sack of boots and started throwing them in the crowd. That's quite amazing, isn't it? <laughs> that you need that many. So pair he of was boots. flavour of the month with the, kit, the England kit men, if nothing else, on the you know, during the World Cup. So. No, well, I, I think there's a problem with the way they've designed them. And apparently even the manufacturers are saying that they understand there's a problem with the boots that they make these days. But it's all about money, isn't it? You know, the point is, how often do you see the same player wear the same colour boots now? Well, yeah, it's, it's all mm. about money. It's yeah. like the kits and everything, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And they're all sponsored, so they've got to wear the stuff. And Apparently Stan Bowles once was, um, got sponsored by two companies on the sly when he played for England wore one goaler on one foot and one Adidas oh, really? on the other. That's class. <laughs> Good Stan. <laughs> uh, it was cla- I remember Stan Bowles, he used to play at Brentford, you know, when he'd finished his career, really. And he used to be in the Griffin pub before kick-off, up until about 20 minutes before kick-off. And then he'd arrive on the pitch a little bit late. And do keepy up on the on the centre spot. That's probably where off. he did his boot deals. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, something had happened down there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah. So back to Blackpool. I mean, we all know that there's not much to say. It was a great performance. Not a very good side we played against. Can't you know. we tr- try and find something to say? No, we were. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, can I get back to you on that one? <laughs> well, what I was going to say is, I, th- I think. Two things for me were really amazing about that game, and that is our midfield and how they played. And A, you're seeing now in a game like that the, the wonder that is Michael Essien and the rebirth of John Obi Mikel, who I know a lot of people have not liked in this time at the club, but I think. Me included as, as one. Yeah, that's why I was looking yeah, at I've you had one. I with him as well, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, I've always had faith and knew he'd come good. <laughs> good old Kerry. <laughs> but no, I mean, there is something about him. Ancelotti seems to have got him realising the pitch is in front of him rather than behind him and to the yeah. side of him. And I think it's amazing. I mean, he is just running things in such a way that has given Essien so much freedom. And, you know, Ramirez was playing the quiet role, wasn't he? He was. He reminded me of Di Matteo, actually. He didn't even notice he was there. He, no, he played he, he, a, a very, you know, big part in the in the whole movement of the midfield and everything. It was really interesting watching it. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was good, wasn't he? Yeah, it was a very, very fluid midfield. And I, I haven't seen a midfield like that. Of course, it begs the question, do you think Frank will get back in the side? Well, I do, yes. Yeah, I certainly do as well. <laughs> because yeah. we haven't played anybody yet to sort of... I think the second half, Blackpool marked Essien a lot more and 
you know, it wasn't so easy for us um, in the second half. They made it a little bit easy for us in the first half by playing the way they did. And poor old Ian Holloway held his hands up a bit today. He did, didn't he? He, he tried the five in the back and it did, just didn't work. And the boy, they tried the positional thing with got hauled off at half time. You know, obviously went horribly wrong for him. It did. But then it was a bit late. But it just goes to show you, you know, he, then he decided to go 4-2-4 four, four or whatever he went. And they gave us a much better game. Yeah. Yeah, and if they'd had a bit... Oh, yeah, that was the... the the other thing was, you know, they brought on Ormrod and, and Marlon Harewood, who, you know, premiership type players, I think not. And, you know, actually, Brett Ormrod should be Brett, oh my God. Yeah. Um, because there was that, that moment in the second half where he got the ball and he just bombed down the wing really, really fast and then just ran over the end of the pitch and it, with the ball. And it was like he stopped. And it reminded me of the days when Gordon Jury used to do such things, you know, head down, charge down box. the wing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he would just run out, of, run out of pitch. And I just howled with laughter at that because it just really took me back. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I don't. I don't think he played enough games, did he? What Gordon Jury? Well, yeah, you know, I keep sort of. I half can remember him because he was always in the bar. We talked about this last week. Yeah, he got injured. dropped. He got dropped or injured too often, didn't yeah, he? Never. Yeah, yeah, and then went to Tottenham. And went to Tottenham. Yeah, said he wanted to move north, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, he did. <laughs> what a great. Bloke. He was no Kevin Wilson. We put all it thought that he way. was going no. to Rangers, and he landed at Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, <laughs> Kevin Wilson, yeah, great moustaches in football. That's what people could email in about. I'm trying to think of all the moustaches. You don't get many nowadays, do you? Newcastle wear them, don't they? Yeah, they had a little phase where they all. Yeah, Lawrenson. Yeah. Lawrence. Well, he's not really a footballer or ever Soon ever was. Yeah. Sooness. Oh yeah, ugly. He had a big moustache, oh, didn't he? The ugliest moustache of all time has to be. Another Liverpool player? Can you guess who? Think of the ugliest football. Tommy Smith. There you go. Oh, That's Tommy it. Tommy Smith. But I didn't say that, Tommy. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 he did. His name's Philip Daniels. <laughs> you can email He'll be down him. here on his sticks. He'll be well, they've got you. the sideboards as well. That Warnock used to have big, big sideboards when he played, and Keegan had all that. Yeah, they? absolutely. Those were the days. Yeah, we want facial hair back in football. Yeah, David Webb type facial hair. That's, Mind That's you, the talking stuff. of facial hair and hair... Uh, Man City have all had their hair cut They have, they must have hired a very expensive hairdresser Because there's a lot of bad hair suddenly gone missing at Manchester City Tevez, Locke Sean, Mancini, Locke Sean There's something going on up there They think they're coming down to the King's Road We're not going up there, you see That's right, yeah, they think they're coming down to us They've got to sharpen up Definitely got to sharpen up They have yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's got Samson-type qualities by the time we get Apparently up Apparently once when Rooney and Stubbs went to, uh, for, when they played for Everton, went to um, Stamford Bridge, they went to an estate agent in their tracksuits, and the estate agent's called the police. <laughs> 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 well, you would, wouldn't you? I mean, exactly, come on, it's, yeah, it's yeah. south-west London, love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... So, yeah, I mean, we've got one game before we embark on our, our serious season of Premiership games, and that's Newcastle coming up on Wednesday. Absolutely. Hopefully a few kids in the side like to see that, I think. Yeah, I'd like to see that too. I thought it was good he finished with, um, I think, five kids on the pitch when, by the time we finished with Zelina. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think you can see that there's definite signs. Ancelotti is trying to make a point. Uh, we hear all these rumours that Abramovich has said, that's it, there's no spending big money unless it's someone really, really good. 
and Ancelotti seems to be confirming all of this by putting in these youngsters. You know, we haven't mm. seen it for a few years. We've seen a few sightings of youngsters, but they get moved on, on out on loan and things. But now we do seem to have some players who look as though they could be quite useful. I mean, Jeffrey Brumer, who who's I came don't, on. I see Brumer, but I never get to see him do it because we're sort of winning yeah. when he comes on. So I never kind of know what he'd be like up against it. But I suppose he's got to he's got to start there. Yeah, the, the one that I love the look of is Josh McCracken. He just looks unbelievable. Oh, well, there's a great fact. Is he the one that come on against Alina? Yeah, but right, right, right at the death, right at you know, death, so, yeah, 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 but he but looks fabulous. He, he did, the thing is, you can see, sometimes you can tell with young players, the way they run onto the pitch when they come on as a substitute, and where, the way they stand on the pitch waiting for the ball to come for them, mm. come to them, you can see in a moment whether they've potentially got it. Yeah. And he looks to me, I mean, he's only 17, he's also, there's a great fact about him, isn't there? He's the first player to play in the Champions League who actually is, was born after the Champions League was created. So that's, wow. a, that's a great fact. It yes. is a great fact. <laughs> Thank you, Stan. It man. used to be that's called okay. the European Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was I mean, he, he just looks the part. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks as though he's got quality. Well, Van Arnholt as well, I think, looks... As nah, he's a right-back, isn't he? Yeah. Or a left-back. Yeah. No, left-back. Left-back. Yeah, he looks like he could be useful. But it's going to be tough to get in the team, though, isn't it? You know, well, because with Ash in front of him, yeah. Yeah, for That's him well, and for, uh, you know, the other kid. Zerkov. Yeah. Sorry, Zirkov. just uh, yeah. going to Zerkov, you know, because that whole thing <laughs> where he says he's very unhappy at Chelsea because he wants to be the number one left-back. And you think, hmm, can't see that happening because Ashley's the best left-back He left probably wanted world. Cole yeah. to go Madrid at the time, didn't Actually, he? Actually, yeah, he probably yeah. thought that was going, going on. on so. yeah. yeah, but he was running around going, please, please go, please, please go. Yeah. To Real Madrid, yeah. <laughs> Real so Madrid. Who do we think is going to be in the side tomorrow then? Well, I think um, Sturridge will get a game, won't he? I would think so. Yeah. And Nelka will good. play tomorrow. No, no. I don't see a Nelka no. playing. Mm, so who's going to be the other forward then? Uh, I, You've got to try and win it, haven't you? You've got to try and win all yeah, the cups. And, and Newcastle play kids in the last round as well. So who knows what so, sort of side they're going to put out? You know. Yeah. yeah. But I think you'll get. Um, Kakuta will play. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I see Gale. He's a, he lo- he, again, he looks useful. He looks the part, yeah. Benny Hume will get a game, won't he? Yeah. Yeah. Shore it up yeah, a I bit. Think so, yeah. What yeah. about Ivanovic? Ivanovic. Ivanovic. Well, yeah, I hope so. And talking of him, I was actually in his home country this week. Serbia, is that? I went to Serbia. Yeah, I was over there filming and nearly died several times thanks to the cleverness of their roads and the cleverness of did a you, lot of their did drivers. you nearly get run over by a donkey or something <laughs> no i saw quite a lot i mean you you don't get run over by donkeys but because you have to swerve to avoid them on the motorways that's what nearly kills ah, right, you okay that's but, a good look. so you went donkey spotting in. i went donkey spotting in <laughs> serbia it was great saw hundreds you know i've got a great list of donkeys um <laughs> but amazingly not too far in the east of serbia it was really good i was talking to somebody because i was saying what's it been like since you know you became serbia and all these sort of things has things changed and he said no it's still kind of like a feudal system here it's like living in the medieval ages and um i i said why what, what do you mean by that he said well put it like this in the east of serbia we still have um people who a year after somebody has died will exhume them bring them up out of the ground at daybreak wait for the sun to come out and then open the coffin lid up to let the soul fly off to the sun and you're going, right, okay, and I'm driving with you. 
that's interesting <laughs> so it's it's a it's a very odd place i have to say i, I was kind of, you know i was stuck on uh, in a maybe ivanovich is one of them we well, yeah. could be i mean you, you know he's a soul he could be a soul well i don't mind if he's a soul who tackles like he does he's odd, isn't he? that's fine we'll he's take odd. it yeah. yeah i mean he is nails definitely nails. i thought he played good yesterday uh, you know center back center back i think is his took on the jt role clearing off the line yeah and, and i love him good. because he knows when he's actually got to turn into a silent assassin you know you know when he he knows that there is only one choice and that is to take the man out he does it never gets up never argues just does his business takes the card and walks back to his position he's not a mute is he I, I don't know. He, he, never, he doesn't never seem to say too much, that's <laughs> for sure. No, he, he, well, you know, having been in Serbia, there's quite a few. Like I that. think he'll play on Saturday, actually, because I think um, Paolo will be in big trouble against Johnson. Yeah, yeah, he'll and be. I think he'll yeah. play Ivanovic and Alex and Terry across the back. Yeah, he'll play all of them. So. Well, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see. We'll, we'll see, because this is a, a, a complete test for, for them. And... Maybe he won't play Ivanovic because Ivanovic hasn't really played at right back this season. You know, he's ended up on the bench or at centre back. He seems to have made a decision to play Paolo all the time. But they'll go for Paolo, won't they? Well, yeah. they, of course, because they know that against the top players. Yeah, I mean, Jerome Thomas was flying past him in the first half. At, um, was it the Stoke? Must have been Stoke, yeah. So, you know what? Johnson could be a handful for him. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think he's a decent player. I don't know why more people didn't try and buy him. Yeah. So, who else in midfield have we got um, against Newcastle? So, Kakuta, Ben Ayoum, we need two more. We've got to have one of Mikel or Essien or... Probably Obi, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll play. And I, I think Ramirez will make up the four. Yeah. yeah. Essien will have a rest now because, you know, he's played every game, hasn't he, pretty much? Yeah. And I think he's looked wonderful. I mean, he, if you, if you, it's interesting. If you look at a World eleven, I think there's two players from Chelsea who would definitely get in it. And I think that's Cole and Etienne. I'm not convinced Drogba would get in a World Eleven at the moment, just because he's so variable. And it, it's it's interesting. We've either got three, but probably two in a World Eleven. Yeah, well, it's not Torres, is it? No, 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 it's not. No, he's struggling badly. Yeah, needs he's a bottle of bleach or something. Get the blonde back. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the Samson effect, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. something's gone wrong with his hair colour and he can't play. Yeah. So, what about you, Jeff? How long have you been around? Chelsea fan um, It's uh, Believe it or not 47 years now I went When I was First went When I was 8 In 1963 Wow Two of my uncles Took me up the shed To see us play Middlesbrough And we won 3-2 And uh, We got to the ground Very very late I think the game Had probably just Kicked off And we pushed our way in At the back of the shed And they stuck me In the aisle And I was kind of Looking out of the pitch And I always remember one of my uncles just leaning over and going, we're in blue. <laughs> 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 and it just went on from there. It was, it was fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And that was the year that we ended up, uh, we got promoted that year, obviously. And I remember the, um, I couldn't go to it, but I remember the 7-0 game against Portsmouth and reading it in the paper the following day. Because in those days you had to wait for the newspaper to arrive or something. You know, you obviously didn't have the communication you've got now. So... But yeah, I loved it in those early days. Fantastic. Fantastic. And then later on, I would go with a friend of mine. I hope my dad's not going to listen to this, but uh, when I was about 12, 13, I would say to my dad, oh, I'm going with Bruce, Dad, but his dad's taking us. So my mate Bruce would be going, I'm going with Jeff, Dad, but, you know, Jeff's dad's taking us. And me and Bruce would jump on the train at, what, you at were Welling. Lying? Yeah, North Kent and, you know, whoosh up there. It was great. Fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah. Nearly got crushed to death in that 
horrible turnstile by the Bovril Gate. Oh, yeah. I remember oh, some terrible stuff going on. Did you ever go down the benches? No, I never went. I never did benches. I was always in the... In the once I, I started to go quite regularly, I'd always do the Bovril, to be honest with you. And then later on, when work took over a little bit, I had a break. And then by the time I started to go back, it was all... I was in the either in the shed or in, um, in the East Middle, to be honest. You, you, you know? were just going to say something about a terrible game against Spurs. Uh, you mentioned something I heard the words terrible oh, and Spurs oh, no, which no, usually no. go it was, together it, anyway it was, it was actually a great game we did win 1-0 but I think we half of it hundreds of us nearly died on the way in I mean you know it was it was one of those turnstile crushes that you just wouldn't get now you just wouldn't see it and then it. the police horses come at you and yeah, it exactly, yeah. gets and worse and worse run. and worse yeah and um, I saw on the website some great photographs of it actually and there's, there's a, a bit of footage as well floating around on YouTube of, of those those kind of days and there was some stuff of that gate. It was quite funny seeing it, actually. But, yeah, I mean, terrible, terrible getting in. It was just for the big games, it was just chaos. Yeah. Because, well, what did they, they, you know, used to be a ropey old ground in a way, didn't it? And it yeah. used to get, yeah. you know, 50-odd thousand, 55,000 in there. Yeah. And, you know, pushing up to 60,000. Yeah, absolutely. And that well, far end, you know, was always always pretty shocking. Yeah. It was great when they redid the ground. Just getting the dog track out of the way made such a difference. Yeah. yeah, it did. But, I, you know, I, I can remember when you were talking about terrible games against Spurs. I remember when I was a kid, there was a game, I think it was in 1971 or 72, and it was an amazing ding-dong game. There's 70-odd thousand or something in the ground, 65, 70,000. It was unbelievable. And it was really pouring down with rain. It was middle of winter and things. And it was nil-nil up until the last three or four minutes. And then Alan Mullery scored twice for Tottenham to, to win it. And I just remember this headline as a kid. The next day in the paper was, Game Ruined by Goals. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's always stuck with me, that. Spectacular. It's because Alan Mullery scored them, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. yeah. With his yellow socks on and his... Oh. White shirt, white and yellow socks. Yeah, no, I mean, ooh, let's not even go there. Let's move on. I can't bear talking about that anymore. Um, but yes, pain of Chelsea defeats at home. Well, that's right. The other one that was painful was that Liverpool one when they won the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dalglish and, and um, Sunderland in the um, oh, League no. Cup. Clive awful. Walker, and then the Sheffield Wednesday semi where we lost three 0 in the first leg at our place. Sunday lunchtime kick off and. They beamed the second leg back to the, the bridge and again it was just a shocking horrible weather night and we sat there looking at this big screen I think we went two down really quick and that was it let's get down the booze I just remember when I was a kid about 66 and stuff we kept getting beat by people like Birmingham in semi-finals 1-0 or uh, you know Leeds 1-0 we just couldn't quite we couldn't make it yeah. quite couldn't make it we lost three in a row didn't we? well no we lost two in a row then we won the third one and got, got the Tottenham got Tottenham beat in the final, final. yeah yeah and then I've got, some, I've got yeah. some memories of that because I lived in Welling, which is North Kent. And I think when we lost to Sheffield Wednesday, Chelsea Reserves were playing at Welling United or whatever they were called. So I went and watched the game and I'm behind the goal with a radio. And whenever we got a corner, the players were shouting over, how are we doing? And I was like, <laughs> we're one down. There's all this going on. <laughs> it's really funny. Well, There's about 10 of us in the ground, you know. I used to love the reserve games at Chelsea. You know, as a kid, I was a diehard fan. I'd go and see anything to do with Chelsea. And if you turned up at Chelsea early, do you remember the, the offices on your way into, into the ground where the old East Stand area is now? Yeah. And it was all covered in ivy, wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And if you went in there early enough, you'd go, oh, any chance being a ball boy today? And they go, 
yeah all right and that was it and you'd end up being the ball boy for the day and i did that loads i, I did a, i think one or two actual league games but on the whole i was i was always turning out for the reserves but you there is a <laughs> yeah. you do have a story about um because i scored against benetti but apparently you've scored against benetti yeah several times actually <laughs> several times you've got to hear this well when i when it was my 11th birthday when i was a kid my dad used to know arthur Askey, the the old actor you know hello playmates and all that sort of thing which i don't think you could say too easily these days people would think it's suspicious for some strange reason but anyway moving on um and he arranged it for for arthur Askey. one one day on my birthday the, the doorbell rang and uh, my dad said go and answer the door i went and answered the door and there was arthur Askey, and he said hello playmate <laughs> <laughs> don't go there <laughs> Look, let's leave that, okay? Okay. This is a nice family story. <laughs> Don't taint my childhood. <laughs> and so, ended up going in this car. I didn't know where we were going. and it, <laughs> <laughs> It's getting better now, isn't it? Yeah. I really should Here's have thought this. You were being digging. <laughs> anyway. you, you were being chaperoned by your father. Yeah, my father was there as well. <laughs> oh, right, okay. We've established that now. <laughs> So there I was in a car with, with these two, and um, he said, oh, you love Chelsea, don't you? I said, oh, yeah, I really love Chelsea. They're the best team in the world. And he said, oh, okay, well, we're going to go and see some friends of mine. And anyway, the, the, the journey went on, and we suddenly found ourselves down at Mitcham. And I suddenly saw this little sign that said Chelsea Football Club. And he said, oh, we're going in here. And literally, so we drove into, into this um, training area, and I got out of the car, and he said, oh, look, here's a couple of people to come and meet you. And it was Osgood and Charlie Cook came over. And they came over and shook my hand. They said, oh, we're just having a break from training. We're going to have a cup of tea and a sandwich. Why don't you come in with us? And it was just like I was absolutely gobsmacked because I go, what, hold on. Yeah, right, it's Osgood. It's Charlie Cook. Went in and uh, met the whole team and, uh, you know, Harris and Bonetti and all of them. Sat down, had a cup of tea. And then one of them brought out some, uh, some kit and said, oh, here's your kit because we've got to get back to training in a minute. And I ended up putting on this Chelsea kit, and I went, went out there, and I was sort of kicking the ball around, thinking, God, oh, I'm actually going to be playing for Chelsea this weekend if I'm really good. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to do keep you up and going, that's three, that's going to impress them. <laughs> and then Peter Bonetti said, oh, why don't you come and take some penalties against me? I went, all right, and, you know, went, went up there and, and scored three past him. And, you know, the, the great thing is, you know, they're all on target, but... I have a feeling he might just have let them in, but uh, for me, I scored a hat trick against Benetti, and it was one of the greatest days of my life. What a fantastic Absolutely, story! Yeah, you beat the cat. I love that. Yeah, yeah. three times. Jim yeah. fixed it for me. <laughs> Arthur fixed it for oh, you. Yeah, Arthur. Yeah. Arthur is better than none. Yeah. It was funny when you went in the gate and you said it was Osgood and Charlie Cook coming towards you. I thought they were going. I thought you were going to say they were going to say to you, "Do you want a beer?" Or, <laughs> or do you want to buy any tickets, son? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you want a fag? You want the only time I ever saw that lot, like Frank McClintock, Osgood Cook, was I lived in King's Cross, and Stan Flashman used to live there. Absolutely. And on a Friday, you'd often see, we knew where Stan Flashman lived, and all us kids would look round the corner, and there'd be Georgie Graham all popping in and popping out, flogging their tickets for the... Stan um, was getting his Friday night, yeah, <laughs> deliveries. <laughs> you, Fantastic. But they don't seem to ever stop touting, do they? I mean, what do you feel about touting? Well, it's it's pretty grim, but for some people, it's a means to an end, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Coming from somewhere where lots of 
touts have come from, like Holborn, King's Cross, are sort of, it's kind of embedded in there, you know, I say hello to people that are touts, but it's the way it is, I suppose, yeah, unless yeah. you sort of have undercover cops and do a big sweep and you only have to, it's like, you know, you get a fine, it's not enough. I like the way they try and organise it at Chelsea these days, you know, they've got the, the uh, Vigogo thing where you can swap tickets up and... Yeah, you know, and there's a couple of other little private sites where people do it. I think that's that's kind of all right. It's well, better than do buying. What, you know, <laughs> well, you know, swap tickets, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. I mean, I, d- I remember we had a cup game against Crystal Palace, and I bought a ticket off a tout outside. Ended up sitting in the West Stand, and we lost. But um, I think it's the only time I've ever bought a ticket off a tout, actually. If you lose, you get your money back. Cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah can, if you can find him. The bloke's waiting for you at Fulham Broadway just to make sure you found your seat, yeah. Well, well look, we're going to have to wrap this up soon. So, uh, should we talk about the Man City game before... Yeah, can I just do? send yes, out one congrats to a, oh. one of our, our uh, listeners, Jeff Byrne, um, has just had a baby. And uh, I just got this uh, text from him just before we, we came on to do this. And uh, he told me that his new baby is actually named... Osgood Zola, Keith Jones, Rook v. Byrne. Byrne's his name. Uh, <laughs> but, so but, he, th- he threw his own name in at, you know, <laughs> at the end. But I think, actually, it's, it's Isabella, unless his wife changes her mind again. And congratulations from me, too. I've just got a few little things to do. Emails. Chelsea at playbotmedia.co.uk. And we're now on Twitter. www.twitter.com slash Chelsea podcast. Ian Nightingale, Lena Locke, Lana Locke. Ian Nightingale, Lana Locke, Philip Hafter, Metham Hassan have this week, amongst many others, started to follow us, uh, follow us on Twitter. So thanks for that. And uh, you can get all the links with uh, www.chelseapodcast.net. Well, I've got a couple of... I'll just read a couple of the oh, right, hundreds yeah. of emails we've got today. Um, this one is entitled Zilna. I'm not sure who she is, but uh, it may be something to do with... FC? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> uh, it says, Hi, just to say, enjoying the podcast. Would like to say it was good to see our young players get a run out. This hasn't happened for a few seasons now. Do you think Carlo will continue to play them from Declan? Uh, well, I think we've covered that. As we that. said, yeah, we yeah. hope so. Uh, then another one from James Lawrence, aged nine, I think. Um, Hi, Kerry and Phil. Um, oh, no, maybe older. Deb and I, unless that's his sister, are really... Oh, no, it could be his wife. Really enjoying the chills. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent from day one, but second podcast today, even more fluent and funnier too. Blackpool H, what does that mean? Uh, Phil nicely lubricated. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sober this week. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I know you've probably switched off now, but uh, <laughs> I think it's still going okay. Um, great idea inviting Trevor Laird to guest. Hope he comes back from time to time. Would be great to invite suggestions, uh, even sound file submissions, of original new player chants and play one or two each week, if any good. Uh, wouldn't it be awesome if you featured one that got picked up on the terraces? Come on, the blues. Regards, Jim Lawrence. Great. Well done, Jim. Can we do things like that? Can we get people to submit files? Yeah, but... Uh, yeah. We have the technology. But you can't take them into the ground. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit old school, that, isn't Actually, it? Actually, I yeah. saw someone get taken out. Someone tried to sneak in um, a beer at half-time yesterday, and he got jumped on about, about four security guards. He just had him straight out, and the guy was like, oh, it's only a beer, mate. I, I tried to sneak in some celery. They did that to me. <laughs> well, celery can be really... You can, you can have someone's eye out, Phil. <laughs> I know. I know. So, Batman City, what do you reckon? I I think, per- yeah, I personally think it's, it's, we're going to be okay. 
I mean, people keep joking about this pre-season we're having, but I think the team are very fluid. They're very strong. I think they're very confident. And Man City, Mancini's got them playing very defensively. I know they've only let one goal in, but you know what? I think we're going to be all right up there. I th- I think it's going to be interesting. M- my whole thing on games like that is you look at what you did last year. We won the title. We lost there. Mm. If we got a draw, that would be a great result because it would be a point more than we would have had last year. But I actually have a sneaking suspicion we'll win it by two. Do you? I was, gonna, I was just going to say, I think it could be a one niller, but I'll take two. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going for 6 0 to Chelsea. There we go, yes. <laughs> that's what I like. He may be sober, but he's still insane. <laughs> and that's for uh, Liam Gallagher there. Okay. So, yeah, I, th- I think it could be an interesting game, though. I th- it's a shame. Actually, I'm away this weekend um, with a bunch of Man City fans. That was really bad timing. So, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm not going to be having a miserable weekend with them, as they keep pointing out. The brilliance of Mancini or something. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up. So thanks, Jeff, for yeah, coming. Yeah, great. Thanks brilliant. for inviting me on. Yeah, Thank we'd you. like you to come great. back. You're brilliant. Yeah, you're great. Calm yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you have cut your hair and don't play a Megadeth on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Left the guitar on. <laughs> we'll bring it next time. Yeah. Well, cheers, Kerry. And this is from me, Phil. Welcome to the Chels. Goodbye from the Chels and see you and on. Cheers. Bye-bye. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please call our marketing partners, Sports Revolution, on 0207 580 2850 or drop them a line at info at uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.